0: Hey lifers, welcome back. This is Heather Drew and this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. Today is episode 16 and this episode is called The Teeny Tiny Introduction to Non-Attachment. So I first need to tell you the disclaimer that I wasn't thinking. I made the mistake of taking a lavender bath and drinking kava and lavender tea just before this. So I'm slightly mellow. (laughs) I'm in the zone of mellowness. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I had a long weekend of yoga school and I was so tired and sore. So I took a nice lavender bath, but now I'm super sleepy. But that brings me to a funny story that I'd like to tell you. So (laughs) I have a history of uh, taking in herbal supplements that help me sleep at inopportune times, apparently. (laughs) So um, I was last fall, I was in Lebanon, in Beirut, Lebanon, uh, doing a training for NGO workers and various, uh, nonprofit leaders and things for, to lead healing groups for trauma, especially for Syrian refugees and things and people who are in that country who are suffering from trauma. Um, so I did this training with a couple of my friends, colleagues, and we're in the city of, we're in Beirut and we're up on this beautiful mountain, Mount Lebanon. And, um, we're staying in this hotel, this retreat center, actually, (laughs) <laughs> and um it was the la- very last night of the of the trip and I knew that we would have to wake up really early in the morning to go catch our flight so I decided to take some melatonin melatonin is <clears throat> an over-the-counter herbal supplement that sort of just helps you relax and go into your natural sleep rhythms so I took it at like eight o'clock at night because I knew we had to go to bed like nine, nine thirty to get up at four. So I take this medicine and um one of my friends says, hey, why don't we go take a walk around the statue? There's this giant statue of the Virgin Mary. So we're like, oh yeah, let's go this last on this last walk up to the Virgin Mary statue and check it out for the last time. Cause we're going to leave tomorrow. So we go up there and on our way down, you know, I'm like so ready for bed. So ready for bed at this point. I'm so tired. And it's been a long week. We've been talking about trauma. We've been laughing. We've been playing all kinds of good stuff, but I'm so tired. <clears throat> so I'm ready for bed, but, um, I'm about, we're about to head back and we run into this person that we know. And, uh, in the Middle Eastern culture, it's quite rude to say no, and uh, we live in a very different culture here in America, and it's really not polite or proper to, you know, when someone invites you somewhere, you go, and um, and of course, in, in any other circumstance, I'd be so happy to go anywhere in Lebanon at any hour, except I'd just taken this medicine, and I'm so tired. I think you can see where this is going, and so... I look at my friend and I'm nodding my head, please no, I can't, I I can't do it. And we just, we have to do it. So we go and it was a really fun time, but we ended up, I ended up being so loopy on the trip (laughs) into the city. It was so ridiculous. When I'm tired, I laugh a lot, which you're probably going to hear in this episode quite a bit. Um, That's just something that I do apparently. So I was laughing pretty much the whole time. Then we ate inordinate amounts of sugar and baklava and delicious things, but I did not end up going to bed until about 1230 or one in the morning. So that was crazy. It's a crazy trip. Crazy, crazy story. So what makes it funny is that it was ridiculous. (laughs) It was just, I was tired and ridiculous things were going on. It makes a great story. I love telling the story. It's a good. It's one of my favorite stories to tell. Uh, and my friends who were with me also like to bring it up regularly to sort of elbow me and not <laughs> poke at me a little bit because it was pretty ridiculous. Um, but what makes it a learning experience is actually that you know I could have gotten really rubbed by it, like you know, in a way that I could have really gotten my myself in a knot about it because. Here's the thing, we are very attached to certain expectations, and we are very attached to certain outcomes. Am I right? So this very funny story, tying back, coming back to looping back around to my, oops, I took a lavender bath and drank lavender tea before this uh, podcast recording. You know, things don't go the way we expect them to go all the time. And sometimes we're just not thinking and sometimes we get surprised, whatever it is. But here's the thing. We are very connected to how we imagine things or, you know, kind of the way we want things to go. Right. So this is what is called attachment. And there's, there's a like attachment is a word that's thrown around a lot right now. There's like attachment theory, there's, you know, healthy attachments, there's unhealthy attachments, there's all these things. For the sake of this episode, what I'm talking about is this. This is how I'm going to define um, attachment is we believe we have certain ownership over the results of our actions or other people's actions. So it's sort of being like, um, very stuck in some ways, like very glued to a certain outcome, very attached to a certain outcome. So that's what we're talking about today is non-attachment. So the opposite of what this is like. So I really feel like attachment brings a lot of our basic poor experiences such as road rage or, you know, like when you're standing in line at a store or something and you're waiting, maybe you're running late or something and you're feeling impatient Um, and maybe the person's going kind of slow or whatever. This is all based on attachment. Your experience of impatience is connected to attachment. I, we kind of talked about this last week, right? This 15 seconds episode that we that we had last week, episode uh, 15. We talked about this. Um, we live in a culture of immediacy. We want what we want when we want it. That's the reality of the Western experience, unfortunately. That is what it is and it's not just the west it's it's all everywhere i'm sure it's human in a lot of ways some cultures don't do it in quite the same way that's what i would argue but it is a human experience so here is my simple definition and when i say simple i am not joking around here <laughs> like this is an an extreme oversimplification of this concept i can guarantee you that but here's my here's my oversimplified Definition of non attachment. We have the right to our actions, but we do not have the right to the outcome of our actions. We have the right to our actions, but we do not have a right to the outcome of our actions. So, this is what practicing non attachment looks like, plain and simply. Like I said, plain and simple. Very hard fact. Um, If we are able to practice, um, you know, so here's the thing. So there's this, if you're a counselor and you're listening to this, and if you know, especially if you, you know, you've hung around me for more than an hour, you've probably heard me talk about one of my favorite therapies, which is ACT, um, acceptance and commitment therapy. It's really interesting. You can look it up on the, the world wide web <laughs> and there's plenty of interesting reading out there about it, but I really like it as a theory, as a counseling model. It's really interesting. It's very useful and beneficial and it's very mindfulness related. It's very focused on acceptance. Obviously it's in the name acceptance and commitment therapy. But anyway, the, here's the, here's why I like it. It's connects back to this non-attachment life and practice. So it kind of what it does is it kind of examines what are our values uh you've heard me talk about this before, like dozens of times um how so what are our values and how do we commit to specific pursuant actions so it's like what are our actions doing to pursue our values like what do we act- how are we acting toward those values? And then how do we be conscious observers of the fruit of our actions, but also remain fairly steady and unmoved by whatever results come? Because really, how much power do we have in the world? This is what non-attachment is all about. And it is very, very simple. And it is very, 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 very difficult. We have a right to our actions, but we do not have a right to the outcome of our actions. Challenging thought. No, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, In case you aren't aware of this, the practice of yoga, and I'm not talking about like inhale, raise up the arms, exhale, lower the hand. Like this is, yes, that's great. Yoga class is a beautiful place to practice the physical aspects of yoga life. This is a massive part of it, this non-attachment stuff. Even in the physical practice of yoga, this shows up all the time. Um, You know, it's like we think we know how this is going to go, and we have to be really careful about how we think we know how this is going to go, or even being careful about how we expect it's going to go. Sometimes we have like a doomsday mentality for certain things because we think it's going to go poorly, Um, and that really limits our openness to joy and gratitude and what the experience might actually have for us on the opposite side, I would say it's really easy to expect good things to happen and to not feel like we're really able to accept when things don't go well in our estimation, right? These are really basic truths about life and human beings. So yeah, you see the title of this episode, let's remember that. This is a teeny, teeny, tiny introduction to non-attachment. So we're going to need to visit this a bunch of times. My plan is this. Let's have some visiting voices on, shall we, on this podcast. I would like to find some people um, that I can network with, connect with, and bring into this podcast a couple episodes and have these visiting voices to talk about this stuff non-attachment so stay tuned on that front uh i think once i finish yoga school in may i'll have a lot more time to focus on scrounging up some visiting voices because it takes a little bit of work but let's 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 keep that in our uh In our minds, I hope that will happen. So, but in the meantime, in the meantime, while we figure out what non-attachment means for us this week, uh, I want you to think about one thing you might do this week to act, but not necessarily feel a right to the outcome of your choices. So, Here's the, here's the other side of non-attachment is we cannot be drawn, drawn to inertia. We cannot be drawn to non-action or non-movement in the world. Like there's this really funny razor's edge to all of this, that we walk a very, very thin thin line on all of this. And that's the, you know, yes, we do have the power to act and we should, um, we have the right to our actions. We just have to be cautious and mindful um, to commit to the right to act in the world without having that right to the outcome. And, you know, sort of in the same way that we have the right to choose our actions, we also have the right to choose to release the outcome of our actions. So this is like mind kung fu, to be sure. Like, Oh, it's so hard. I've been practicing this for quite a while. And I still just have these moments where I kind of break down and melt into a puddle because it's so difficult and, but it's really good practice and it's really good work. Um, So I wouldn't, like I said, I really, I, I always say this, but I really, really mean it. I would never invite you into something that I really didn't feel was beneficial. I think this is really good. And, um, I hope you don't give up on it. I hope you don't get overwhelmed to the point where you are stuck in inertia. So keep it simple. I just want you to think about one thing. So here's the invitation. Um, I'd like you to pick a thing, anything in your life, situation, um, a relationship, a predicament, a choice, whatever it is, I don't know, anything, literally. Uh, Something either already happening or coming up. And I want you to notice, actively pay attention to the question, what is my attachment to a specific outcome of this thing, whatever it is. So you pick the thing. You notice what your attachment is to the certain outcome. And then the third thing, after you pick and you notice, you sit with it. And I want you to take a deep breath. Bear with me. Like like I say, please just try it. Just try it. You You don't know until you try it. It's just like when my kids don't want to eat a food. And I say, you don't have to eat the whole thing. You just have to try it. (laughs) Just try it. You don't have to eat the whole thing. You don't have to buy it. Just try it. Um, Sit with this thing. And I want you to sit down. Literally, literally sit down. Like in a chair, on the floor, on a cushion, on a bench, whatever it is. On the grass. It's getting warm out. Springtime. Go ahead and just sit outside or whatever. Sit somewhere. Take a deep breath in through the nose. And as you take this deep breath in through your nose either whisper or consider this statement, all will be well. And as you exhale, remember, this is all through the nose. This is, it matters because it activates our calming nervous system. Um, As you exhale, whisper or consider in your mind, this phrase, be at peace. So inhale, all will be well. Exhale, be at peace. And if that's too many words, I totally get it, um, just shorten it, whatever that means for you. So it's like maybe in is well, and then exhale is peace, however you want to do that. And it's the kind of thing where it's like lather, rinse, repeat, just just pick one thing. It's not your whole life, just pick like literally one thing. Maybe it's even something as simple as like, um, you know... Gosh, I just, I'm like having a really hard time thinking of an example. It's the lavender man slowing down the brain. Um, I don't know. I actually, it's probably better if I don't choose for you, if I don't give you an example. You know what I'm talking about. You know you have a thing in your life right now where it's like jumping out at you and you're just like, I feel attached to the outcome of this thing in a very specific way. So something's jumping out at you, just pick that thing and don't go around it. Like pick that thing that's jumping out at you because it's probably the most important one. So pick the thing, notice what your attachment is to a specific outcome, and then sit, take a deep breath in through the nose. All will be well. And a deep exhale out through the nose. Be at peace. See what happens. I'm so interested in what this does. And here's the thing, you can practice this like once, you can practice it twice, but the more you practice it, the easier it is. And guess what people, literally your mind will be changed by these words. They have power, they have impact, they change things in the brain and the mind and the spirit and the soul and the body. Trust me when I say this, I am a professional. (laughs) <laughs> it's true facts. It's all true. So why does this work? Why does this matter? Why is this all will be well and be at peace thing true? Why do we have peace when we release an outcome that we desire? It's because this is, again, super simple, simple, oversimplified, unfortunately, but um. The best way to say it is this. A friend of mine from yoga school gave this quote this weekend, and I can't tell you who it is. He attributed it to Rumi, but I don't think it actually is Rumi. I tried to find it, and I couldn't find it. Um, the poet Rumi, but it's something along the lines of this, like this. We walk around with loaves of bread on our heads, and yet we still go door-to-door door looking for crumbs. So it's kind of like... We already are all of these things, these really glorious, wonderful things. And we already have all these glorious, wonderful things. Um, and yet we still go door to door looking for crumbs. Why is that? We still get attached to these outcomes that are that are like crumbs. Maybe, Maybe that's what they are. Maybe what our mind can imagine is simplified in a way that could harm us. Maybe there's something I, when, when have you ever lost something that you wanted to have? And of course it's excruciating and of course it's awful. Like something like a job or like a, like an object, something simple, um, something more simple in life than like, you know, a family member or something like that. But something small where you sort of like, it didn't go the way you expected at all And you can kind of look back and connect the dots and be like, yeah, that was probably better. It's probably better the way it ended up. And I definitely would not be the person that I am today if that had not happened. And um, be careful to over gratify that kind of stuff. Like don't feel free to please not put on this facade of like overjoy. It's just not necessary. Be truthful. Practice truthfulness but also practice release of outcomes. Um, that's part of your power. It's part of enacting your power in the world. Okay. So my blessing to you, you are walking around with a loaf of bread and you don't have to go door to door asking for crumbs. You've got what you need. Uh the divine has given you all that you need and has made you all that you are. And you are a wonderfully made person. I'm thankful that you've shown up today and I always am and I always will be. And I hope to hear more from you. This week I got so many emails and I can't wait to talk about them on some episode. I'm going to combine them all into this beautiful little bundle and talk about them in one episode. So all of you who emailed me this week, Bravo for your courage. Thank you for showing up and risking in this vulnerable way. And uh, I'm thankful for you all. And I'll see you next week. Take great care. Bye-bye.